Welcome to the All Financial Hour podcast with Steve All. We appreciate you making us a part of your day. This is, yes, of course, the All Financial Hour with Steve All. My name is Jessica. We love hearing from you. The phone number, 636-230-8824, 636-230-8824. Again, the website, yourmoneymattersstl.com. So how diversified should a portfolio be during these volatile times? Well, one study found that most believe it takes only 30 holdings to be diversified. But one chief investment officer recently said it should be more like 200 stocks. I mean, that seems insane, Steve. Well, you know, when we start talking about diversification of a portfolio, I think in a lot of cases, 200 stocks is low. You know, when I start to look at individual stocks and everybody's portfolios are different. So I think most people owning individual stocks is probably not a good idea. Why? Because that one stock, if I'm too heavily invested in it, can go up or down. It can it, it can hit home runs or it can strike out one major complaint or lawsuit against the company that you own and your value drops tremendously. So I think diversification is very, very important. You know, and, and I'll kind of walk through one of the scenarios that we had. Pat and Kenny came in. They asked for the comprehensive retirement plan, the risk-reward analysis. So we looked at it. They had 20 to 30 different mutual fund managers that were managing their IRA accounts, both traditional and Roth, and their non-qualified or after-tax brokerage accounts. So they had close to 30 different managers. We put it all together, ran the Morningstar reports for it. And although they had almost 30 managers doing it in a different way, they were all holding almost the exact same thing. So they had a diversification of managers, but they really did not have a diversification of their holdings. You know, and that's like saying, okay, if I have 30 managers and I'm doing large caps or big stocks or any kind of thing, do you think that Apple might be a part of most of those? What about Microsoft? So a lot of the companies were holding the exact same thing. And that's when we look at true diversification is around, do I have investments that don't correlate with each other? Because if they all go up when the market goes up and they all go down when the market goes down, that's a complete correlation. They're doing the exact same thing, even though we have a different manager. So I look at it, I think diversification means I have part of my portfolio that will rise when markets are up. And I got parts that won't go down when markets go down. So those are the things that I start to look at that I think are very important when we do the risk reward. I usually look at it and I sit there and I say, most people are taking a lot more risk than the reward they're getting from their portfolio. That's, that's usually an answer that we see, you know, because everybody want, I want the biggest return possible. And I'll agree with you. I believe your investments should be based on need, not greed. Give me the best return that I can possibly get with the least amount of risk possible. I think when we look at that, we look at different types of diversification. So let's let's look at that. So if you're concerned and you're not sure where you're currently at, if your money's predominantly in a 401k, it's predominantly in aggressive. There's not a lot of places to hide in a 401k. 
come in. We'll run that risk-reward analysis. We'll look at your diversification. If you're over 59 and a half, it might make sense to actually move money from the 401k to an IRA, which if done properly is a non-taxed event, so that we can look and say, how could you diversify your assets so that you're not, don't have all your eggs in the same basket? So again, if you're unsure if your portfolio is diversified, give us a call now. Ask for that risk reward analysis. We'll run it for you. If you have $500,000 or more in investable assets, give us a call. I believe that the pillars of retirement planning are one, income planning. Two, risk versus reward, what we're talking about right now. Three, legacy planning. Four, long-term care and taxes. Reducing your taxes in retirement is one of the best things that you can possibly do for a successful retirement. Give us a call now. For that risk reward analysis, 636-230-8824. That's 636-230-8824. The website, of course, your money matters stl.com. This is a really cute story. There's an eight-year-old boy in Kentucky. Uh, he wanted a Xbox and he was willing to get a job and earn the money for it. But Nash Johnson, he filled out an application to be a dishwasher at a local restaurant, even though, of course, he's falling short of the legal age of 16 to work. It didn't ask me the actual age, and it didn't ask me when I was born, so I, so I put I was under 18. He's like, I can get more money if I go get me a job. That's going to give me more money than doing my chores at home. The $5 a week gets me. <laughs> First of all, good job for him, thinking outside the box, right? <laughs> I, I love this kid. This, I would like to find out. This is one of those ones that I'd like to find out what this kid's doing 20 years from now. Oh, yeah. He's going to be going places if he's already thinking, you know, how, how do I start accumulating? It's like they didn't ask me how old I was and they didn't ask me my <laughs> birthday. You can't ask that question on a job application anymore. That's right. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He is not he wrong. Do, he didn't do anything wrong. And I, I, like I said, I love this kid. I, I do. I want to find out where this young man is going to be. 20 years from now. Well, maybe love we'll see, to see his that. name again. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, he didn't land the job, but the restaurant gave him that brand new Xbox just because he was trying to find a loophole around, you know, trying to make the money there. So loophole sometimes that can imply something illegal, even when it's not. But isn't smart tax planning knowing all the current laws and using them to your advantage? I think that is the answer when we look at tax planning. The United States has one of the most complex tax systems in the world. Incomes are not all taxed the same. You have ordinary income, capital gains, dividends, interest, rents, social security. They're all taxed differently. And it depends on the order in which they come in. So it's, it's a very difficult thing. As I like to say in a lot of my presentation, there's a book that was written a long time ago that almost nobody's ever really read it entirely. And that's the U.S. tax code. Why? Because it is so complex. And I hear a lot of times people say, well, Steve, rich people don't pay taxes. I said, yeah, they do. They just pay people to assist them to pay the lowest mm -hmm. amount of taxes right. that are possible. And I don't think there's a problem with that. I work with a group of people that get together. And, and one of the things that came out in 2020 was there was a person that had over $50 million in an IRA account. 
Her husband had worked at a company and then his account grew. He passed away. It was now hers. That whole IRA was earmarked for the college that he graduated from. In 2020, our government, with their ready fire aim mentality, said, we will give you a 100% charitable deduction for all charities that you give because the normal amount is maximum of 60%. Well, because of the pandemic, they took it up to 100. Do you know what the result was for the lady? Have the IRA send you the check for the number in excess of 50 million today. Whoa. And everybody goes, well, wait a minute. That's $50 million <laughs> worth of taxable income. Correct. And she donated it to the university. So she got a $50 million charitable contribution deduction. So she paid almost no taxes on a $50 million gift because the government at that point put a thing in the tax code that said you could give away it all. If it wouldn't have been there and she would have died, there would have been an inheritance taxes on it. The university still wouldn't pay any taxes. So the idea of it around is as the government moves and does things, how can we take advantage of a code that's already there? Most people don't know, know about net unrealized appreciation. If you have highly appreciated company stock in your 401k, there's a way that you can take advantage of the IRS tax code to get that money out at a lesser tax. What about those non-deductible contributions that they used to allow us to make to our 401ks? Do you know about a backdoor Roth? Those are the things that the tax code does give us the advantage and knowing those things is very important. People ask about Roth conversions. Is it the best thing? For some people, yes. For some people, no. But I believe reducing or eliminating taxes is the best thing that you can do for a successful retirement. If you've saved over $500,000 or more, give me a call now. The strategies that we work with with taxes just work better at that rate. Thanks for listening to the All Financial Hour podcast. Catch the full show Saturday at 7 a.m. on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Investment advisory services are offered by All Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through its affiliate, All Insurance Group, LLC, Missouri Insurance License 803-9738. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. All Financial Group LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice.